This is Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. A lot to get to like normal. BYU basketball escapes with a victory over Southern Utah. We'll recap that. You'll hear from some of the players and coaches from that game. We'll also recap signing day, the first day of the signing period for BYU basketball as they sign two new Cougars. We'll also catch up with BYU football here from Aaron Roderick, who's just been nominated for a prestigious award nationally. you also hear from Jeff Grimes of the quarterback situation for BYU heading into Idaho State. And obviously we'll catch up with everything else going on in BYU sports news as well. Today's show brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union. Can't thank them enough for their continued support of the show. It's a blast to have them on board with us. With all that out of the way, let's get to it. This is Locked on Cougars for November 14th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. Let's start off on the hardwoods last night. BYU basketball down southern Utah, 68-63. And talk about a tight game for the Cougars. Uh, Southern Utah, I think, exposed multiple things. I think future opponents of the BYU basketball program are going to use against the Cougars, namely attacking inside. Uh, BYU absolutely pummeled on the interior, getting outscored inside the paint. Uh, Southern Utah was more than content to play from inside out, and they beat BYU big time. Uh, Field goal-wise, Southern Utah was 50% shooting on the night, but the biggest out of the night was the fact that they were 0 of 12 from three-point land. If Southern Utah hits two or three, maybe even four three-pointers in this game, probably looking at a BYU loss, plain and simple. The Cougars, in their own right, shot um, 8 of 22 from three, 36.4%. They only shot 38.3% for the game, but those three-pointers, those eight three-pointers, really proved to be the difference in a five-point margin of victory, and BYU escapes. Southern Utah played to their strengths in this game, guys. I was very impressed with what they showed, and I think Todd Simon, their coach down there in Cedar City, is building a nice program. A lot of transfers on this team, led by John Knight the third last night, a transfer from Utah State. He came off the bench to play 23 minutes, shot a 9 of 14 from the field ended up tied for the game high with 22 points I thought he was a very impressive athlete. Dwayne Morgan also, I thought, was a good athlete for Utah State. Had a relatively quiet night, only four points in his own right. Andre Adams uh, was second on the team for Southern Utah with 12 points. But Jake Toulson was tied for that game high with 22 points. And his three-pointer late in that game, when it was just a 63-62 to ball game in favor of BYU, led BYU to the win. And as I tweeted out on my Twitter feed, you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch, I said that it's Jake Big big shot Toulson to the rescue and absolutely was. He was 8 of 21 from the field in the game last night, 2 of 8 from 3, but that one three-pointer late in the game really proved to be the difference for the Cougars as they escape with the win over SUU. I I absolutely think that SUU gave a game plan that I think other teams are going to use. Teams, if they can hit threes at a consistent clip, not go 0 of 12, and also beat BYU up on the interior, just score points at will in the paint, They're going to have an opportunity to win a lot of games against the Cougars, and I think you're going to see BYU struggle with that until Yoli Childs is cleared and can rejoin the BYU basketball team 
following his nine-game suspension. He has six games remaining on the suspension. I still think it's out of this world that he was suspended that long, especially in light of what happened with Chase Young, the football star from Ohio State yesterday, only getting a two-game suspension against the two weakest opponents on Ohio State's schedule, but whatever. We'll just leave that there. Uh, Let's let you hear now from some of the players that played in this game. You're going to hear from Evan Troy, who came off the bench and was really impressive as a defensive stopper for BYU down the stretch of this game and also Jake Toulson you'll hear him start off this interview talking about the big shot he made that three-pointer to to essentially seal the win for BYU put him up four and they get to the victory at that point they added a couple of points late to provide the final margin but BYU man absolutely battled battled and battled and finally won this game and now they get ready to go face Houston tomorrow night so here you go both Jake Toulson and Evan Troy after BYU beats Southern Utah well they were trying to keep us on the same side of the floor the way they were defending our screens by icing the screens so coach called a little set we have and I came off and knew the shot clock was running down and I wanted to get a good look and I stepped up and got a good look Troy, you were averaging one point per game before this, and to come in, put up seven points, and play the amount of minutes that you did, what do you have to say about your performance? Uh, just do my job, you know. It's not all about points for me. I just came in, stayed in the moment, like my coach would say, and you know, stepped up when I needed to. Other guys will do it the rest of the season. Just happened to be me tonight. And then what were those final probably eight to ten minutes? It, it felt like more probably out, like out there on the court with TJ on the bench with fouls. and and you guys just kind of frantically scratching and clawing, trying to get back that lead and then hold on? I mean, for me, just growing up, like, you know, you always look for these moments, close game, in-state rivalry, you know. Um, just want to step up and, you know, help the team win. That's all I can ask for, so. You guys, oh, sorry. I'll go for it. You guys currently have a record of 12-0, um, so you're undefeated with this team. So how does that make you guys feel that you were able to kind of protect your title? Today. I'm not sure I understand the question. With 12 in the against. series. Oh, against the, series. against the yes. all time? Yeah. Yes. All time. All time. Right 12 and 0 in the series. Oh, I mean, I, I, I didn't know that. I knew that they haven't played here in a while. I knew that they just had a big win against Nebraska, so they were feeling really good and they were coming in hungry. So we, we knew it was going to be a fight. That's a good team over there and, and they play hard. And so we knew it was going to be a fight just like it is every single night. So. That was that was our mindset, kind of coming into the game. Jake, do you feel like you guys owned your shot tonight? Like Coach says, <laughs> that's a good question. I think we got we got good shots um, offensively. Uh, I think we can we, we can go back in and watch the film and, and make adjustments. But um, you know, that's that's the thing was we we, we got to do what we do, and um, I think tonight, uh, like you saw, um, shots weren't falling, but. Towards the end, they did when it counted. So, um, we 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 put in a lot of work during the summer and and even you know during the year to to be able to to shoot those shots. So um, we can't afford not to take them. The way you guys were able to close out this game, does this sort of make up for the San Diego State game? We we put that behind us already. We're we're just focused on on the next thing. So we were excited for the opportunity here, and, and we had. You know, we had to shift gears and, and get ready for Southern Utah, and now um, that's what we're going to do for Houston. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna grow from every loss, and we're gonna and we're gonna grow from every win, and look for opportunities to get better.
Dalton Nixon had some some big plays down the stretch. What does he mean for this team, especially with Yoli unable to play right now? Yeah, that dude just fights. I mean, that's that's what um, you know. That's kind of he's just kind of the heart and soul of our team. Just does whatever we need to do to win. And um, you know, we're a little undersized, and some things aren't going our way. But we're trying to just to just find a way to to get things done right now. And and tonight we were able to. Evan, with the defense struggling to kind of stop those guys from driving to the basket, what was the defensive message when you went into the game and how you guys kind of got some stops down the stretch? Uh, three was just getting downhill, you know, quite a bit. And he had a kind of personal run there for himself. And they just told me to come in and guard him, you know, gap and make sure, you know, don't let him get to the rim. He didn't shoot a three-pointer tonight. So, you know, that was kind of our scout going in, just stick to the game plan and, you know, it worked out for us. Kevin, how excited were you those <laughs> that opportunity in the final minutes there? Because you've been in this program for a while now, and you get called upon in that critical situation. I don't know about excited, just you know, staying ready and just staying in the moment. Like Coach Robinson is always on me, you know, staying in the moment. Don't think about you know after the game or this next play is going to happen. Just staying in the moment and making sure that you do the plays that you need to do to make the team win. So I don't know if it's exciting, but I mean, it's it's fun for sure. <laughs> Jake, what did you learn about the team tonight? Because that's kind of what the first couple games of the season, certainly before conference play, is about is learning about your team. What did you yeah. learn about these guys? I mean, we learned that we can we can respond. We can we can win ugly games. We can win frustrating games. We can fight. Um, we can win together. Guys are going to step up. We learned we learned a lot about our team tonight, and I think going forward, we're just gonna we're gonna keep. Um, Doing what we can. What made it difficult to pull away from SUU? I mean, they were a team that didn't make any threes tonight, yet it's kind of tough to pull away from what made them so challenging. I think, I think, yeah. I mean, the game was frustrating. Uh, we we struggled um, keeping the ball in front and guarding their penetration, and it, it just seemed like it was just you know slow. Like seemed like every down the floor we were reviewing something or like you know things were just kind of slow for us and we needed to be able to to just win every possession and I think this will be a good test for us and we'll learn from it they're a good team though like I know that we're 12 and 0 against them but they're a really good team they're gonna make some noise in the big sky I swear anything else okay sorry Jake can you talk about the What's your mindset going on the first road trip of the season? Yeah, we're hungry. Um, it's exciting. Uh, haven't been able to look much about Houston, but from what I've heard last year, it wasn't very good. So I think guys are excited for an opportunity for another another shot at those guys. And um, the road, you know, we're just going to be some road warriors and, and keep doing what we do. And so... It's exciting. There you go. Jake Toulson and Evan Troy. And you can tell that they are proud of the win for BYU. They're now 2-1 and one on the season, finishing up their opening homestand of three games as they now head to Houston. You heard Jake talk about it. I've heard about the loss last year to Houston. We're going to go down there and do our best to win. Going to be a hard-fought game. Uh, Houston has only played one game so far this season. They they were the last team to actually open their season. They opened it earlier this week in a win. So they'll be 1-0 and against the 2-1 and one Cougars tomorrow night in 
in Houston at the Fertitta uh, Athletic Center is what they call their building, I believe, and should be a hard-fought game. It was the Cougars face the Cougars once again in a rematch from last year. Houston took game one in this home-and-home series. We'll see if BYU can pay some revenge back on Houston's home court tomorrow. You'll hear from TJ Haas a little bit more about that on tomorrow's show, but before we take a switching talks in BYU football here, need to talk about the signing day for BYU as they inked two Cougars yesterday, and both of them fantastic shooters in their own right, and I'm speaking of Spencer Johnson and Richie Saunders, both local products. Uh, Spencer Johnson, by way of American Fork High School, Weber State, UVU, and Salt Lake Community College. He's officially a junior college transfer who have three years to play three for BYU, and then Richie Saunders, formerly of Riverton High School, now playing at Wasatch Academy down there in Mount Pleasant. Both of them long rangy athletes, 6'5", 6'6", and can shoot the ball at a high clip. Richie Saunders will go on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints before enrolling at BYU, whilst Johnson will enroll immediately after he graduates from Slick, it appears, this coming March, or whenever, actually it'd be April, May area, and then he'll join BYU, but two players signing yesterday. The signing period is open. It'll go on for a couple of weeks here. We'll see if some other players like a Dallin Hall from Fremont High School end up signing with the Cougars in this period. BYU has a lot of a lot of spots and I would expect that BYU will sign at least maybe one or two more athletes in the signing period but also keep an eye out for Mark Pope to work the transfer portal as well as the JC ranks for transfers or because he's a guy who built his reputation at UVU on transfers. BYU very much built on transfers right now and I think that'll be something that you'll see from the Cougars going forward the only issue is getting those guys into school getting them accepted into BYU is the only bugaboo with that we've seen that with the football program and other programs we'll see if it hits the BYU basketball program as hard or if they can navigate that issue but congratulations to both Spencer Johnson as well as Richie Saunders on signing with BYU All right, coming up here in just a moment we'll talk some BYU football you hear from both of the offensive coordinators as I like to call them the passing game coordinator Aaron Roderick as well as officially the offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes will talk about the quarterback situation for BYU going into this Idaho State game before we do that though a reminder for you guys that with Roman you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home just go to getroman.com locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping all right, guys, let's talk some BYU football now. The Broyles Award is awarded to the top assistant coach in college football each year. And it's cool to see Aaron Roderick, BYU's passing game coordinator as well as quarterbacks coach, named as a candidate for that award yesterday. It includes candidates from cross-college football that are nominated for the award. And Roderick's no stranger to being nominated for this award. He's been nominated for it during his time at the University of Utah. But so cool to see his name on that list. And he spoke with the media yesterday. You'll hear him talk a lot about the quarterback situation for BYU. Uh, and one note before we get to Aaron here is that I, from what I'm hearing this week and in talking with our practice insiders is that this the reps between the quarterbacks, speaking of Zach Wilson as well as Baylor Romney, they've been split 50-50 this week and there's really been no give or take on who they're planning on starting. You'll hear Aaron Roderick say in this interview that we know what we're going to do. We're just not going to tell you guys about it and that's not all that surprising. So uh, right now as it stands, 50-50 reps for Zach Wilson as well as uh, Baylor Romney. Jaron Hall still not cleared to play again play again we'll see what happens with that but 
We'll see how that shakes out for the Cougars this week at quarterback. But here you go. Aaron Roderick speaking with the media yesterday after practice. I heard that from Jeff that he expects uh, Zach to be clear this week. Or is he, yeah, he's been clear. He was He was actually yeah, he's been available for a bit. He just But he hadn't practiced a lot until this week. And, um, so, yeah, he's, he's ready to go. Is he expecting that he'll play this week and we'll, well start? Well, we haven't we, – we've decided we, – pretty much decided what we're doing. We're just not going to announce it because – you know why would we just want to let our opponent know know who's going to be out there? But um, Bar- Baylor and Zach have taken a lot of reps this week. What's the latest on on Jaron? Coming he along, yeah, he's, he's he's doing some things. He's doing some things. Yeah. What do you want to see from just the offense this week? Just play a clean game. Yeah, like to pl- like to play a clean game, and um, you know, for several games now, we've just been talking about trying to play our best. Even dating back to the Boise State game, we didn't focus too much on Boise State or Utah State or Liberty we've been trying to just play our best and that's still the focus this week and and uh, I think I think it's really helped I think it's helped that we're focusing on the fundamentals and the details of our core plays and just being great at executing those things coaches don't get a lot of notoriety but you were up for a Frank Royals award for a top assistant is that just professionally what does that mean to you that you know not yeah, I, I didn't even know about it till right before practice started, and uh, I, I don't know how that happens or who who nominates me or whatever. But um, yeah, it feels good. To, I know it's a good list of names on there. A lot of those guys I know are good coaches, and uh, so yeah, um, got a lot to prove still. Though we got to win some games. What are you looking to to prove with, with the offense moving forward? Well, like I said, we just want to keep getting better at just playing our best, regardless of who the opponent is or what kind of defense they play. I think we've made a lot of progress the last few weeks. And, um, you know, for each individual player, we're just we're trying to stress each guy, whatever your flaws, your weaknesses are, let's fix those and let's get better and, uh, you know, try to be, try to be cl- as close to our potential as we can. We have the current situation that you have where, you know, none of the three quarterbacks have done anything wrong. What's kind of the biggest deciding factor and going forward for them? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, sometimes you have to have tough conversations, you know. Like the Utah State game when I had Jaron and Baylor available and deciding to start Jaron, that was, that was a tough thing to tell Baylor. And then Baylor handled it like a pro and they came in and helped us win the game. So. Um, but these guys are great, and they, they know that I'm, I'm trying to be as fair as I can. Sometimes coaches make mistakes. In fact, often we do. We're human. But um, I just try to get to know these guys as well as I can, earn their trust, and be as fair as I can possibly be. There you go, Aaron Roderick. And you can tell he's doing his best to make sure that he is uh, trying to be as fair as possible to his quarterbacks. And it's a, it's a tough deal for Aaron Roderick. He's got three proven options in his quarterback room and potentially a fourth and a guy like Joe Critchlow, who has won games for BYU in, in the past. And he's trying to do his best to divvy up the reps, make sure guys are ready to go. I have my suspicions that it will be a split game between Baylor Romney and Zach Wilson. I don't know how it's going to start. I'm hoping to hear more from our uh, sources, our practice insiders this week as the week progresses. Hopefully on tomorrow's show I can make more of a definitive statement on who I think is going to start. If I had my guest right now, I would say it's probably Zach Wilson starting, but he'd be on some sort of a pitch count. You'd also see Baylor Romney and potentially Joe Critchlow in this game against Idaho State, who figures to be overmatched 
by the Cougars. But obviously, I don't have any information at this point. I'll be sure to pass that along if I do. Now, Jeff Grimes also spoke to the media, had similar comments to Aaron Roderick, but also had a pretty funny moment with Jay Drew regarding trick plays or the uh, razzle-dazzle plays that BYU has run in the past. And you'll hear that in this interview. So here you go. Jeff Grimes after practice yesterday. How's Zach doing? Uh, making a lot of progress. Do you anticipate he'll be cleared this week? I do. Okay. How have the reps been divvied in practice with the quarterback? Um, he and Baylor have both taken a lot of reps, um, and Jaron is making progress moving moving forward, and so we have a pretty good idea of what we're going to do, um, but there's really no advantage to us saying, just like we have in the past few weeks, so that's about all you'll get. How careful do you have to be with Jaron, just, you know, with the, the type of injury? Well, really, that's, yeah, that's that's all up to the to the training staff. And, you know, once a guy goes into the concussion protocol, he follows, oh, excuse me, he follows through that, that series of steps until um, a time in which he's he's ready to advance. And so he's not there yet, but we're hopeful he'll be there soon. We made a lot about Blake Freeland, you know, starting and all that, but how is he grading out? How is he actually doing um, for a freshman, he's doing he's doing pretty well, you know. Um, certainly not um, as well as you would like for a guy to be playing, but you're you're typically not wanting to play a true freshman there either, particularly one that, that's um, that's as inexperienced at the position as he is. Um, but really, really just proud of the progress that he's making, and and uh, you, you don't find yourself in that position if you're not talented and if you don't have some confidence. Along those same lines, you're, you're pretty much your entire offense. A lot of youngsters on that freshman uh, on the offense. How, how do you feel about just the growth of these young guys to this point of the season? Well, I think they're certainly starting to get to the point where we feel a whole lot better about playing with some of them. I just saw something the other day about how many freshmen we've started this year on both sides of the ball. And, you know, that's, that's um, again, not always what you want, but I think that points to um, a bright spot in the future. With all the freshmen that have been playing and it being senior Saturday on Saturday, what do you think is the biggest lesson the seniors have taught on their classroom this year? Um, you know, I would say when I, when I think about a lot of the seniors that are on this team, we've got some guys that have taught these young guys how to persevere um, through all types of adversity. Um, losing seasons, winning seasons, ups and downs of a season like this year and last year where you have tremendous high and and some pretty low lows as well. Um, Guys like uh, Talon who have just worked through injury after injury yet still come out to practice every single day and never miss a rep and just work his tail off. Um, Guys like Micah who may have uh, not had the the best career early in his career in terms of his production but again the perseverance to just keep working and working and working and then have a tremendous senior year so I think that that would be the biggest lesson to to persevere and and work through some of those downtimes and frustrations that might come with losses or not playing or injury you feel like guys like Micah and Talon and Eleva are playing their best football of their careers right now yeah without question without question really really proud of the receiver group as a whole and and those those seniors um, and, and Fessy's coaching are the reason why you've been through a lot of senior days in your career is each one special differently or is it yeah. kind of the same thing or yeah no it's it's, it's special in a different way because of the relationship with 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 each of those guys Jay, you look like you had about to have a question about trick plays or something. <laughs> we haven't 
No, not a trick play question. I mean, I'm ready for it if you want to talk about it. No, I, I'm not going to jump on you. I just wanted to point out the statistics if you wanted to talk about it. But if you don't, oh, okay. You so you are asking. Okay, great. Why do you keep running trick play? Okay, I'll tell you why. Great question. So we've run. I don't consider reverses trick plays, and really, um, we call them specials because. Really, even though you're trying to trick the defense, ideally you're trying to trick the defense on every play. Some just some employ more deception than others. Um, so the ones that we would label specials, we've had nine of them this year. Eight of them have hit. Um, three were touchdowns. Four put us inside the the ten in position to score. Another one gained a first down, um, and then we missed on one. And so it's just kind of like the the you know the big play that we threw to Micah the other night that 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 play action pass that one hit we called it again later in the game and it didn't hit but it doesn't mean we're not going to call it so the same is true of, of some of those other plays the the lesson it is if it's not there you don't have to throw it you just throw it away or you scramble like any like any play so just don't make a bad play worse but it is something that we're committed to and and I think is is a valuable part of what we're doing I think it makes the rest of our offense better did you have another question it was part of that for down the road where you might want to make opponents prepare for things, everything. Yeah, I think it. I think it has a cumulative effect on the season, and so. The more things you do, the more an, a defense has to prepare for it. But the ultimate goal is to win that game. And so everyone that we call in a game is there for the intention of, of, of helping you win that game in particular. And then you, then you try to build off of that and maybe change it a little differently or you go to something different. If Zach's cleared, will he have a, a snap count as to like number of snaps he'll play this week? Um, I don't know yet. Uh, we, haven't, we haven't been given a snap count by the – um, by the medical staff, and so with with the nature of his his injury, I wouldn't think so. But sometimes that's a possibility. There you go, Jeff Grimes and Jay. You got a question about trick plays? I'm all I'm glad you asked. And I, I like that Grimes is showing more of his personality. He's actually a really fun guy to talk to. He doesn't want to give a lot of information. Obviously, you heard it from Aaron Roderick as well as himself. We have a plan. We kind of know what we're going to do, but we're not going to tell you guys. There's no advantage to telling you guys right now. And I completely understand their thinking in that regard. And I just look at it, and it's also interesting to hear him talk about the fact he doesn't think reverses are trick plays, but of the trick plays that he deems trick plays, BYU's hit on eight of the nine. That's a pretty impressive percentage, and I would expect that this is going to be part of BYU's offense so long as guys like Aaron Roderick and Jeff Grimes are with the BYU football program. You heard him talk about it. It causes defenses to stress and really think about, okay, what what do we need to prepare here, have our guys ready for when it comes to trick plays? It was a hallmark, and I know Boise State is kind of a buzzword on this on this podcast because their arrival etc but it's one of the hallmarks of what Boise State has done in their recent past with Chris Peterson you always knew that a trick play was coming at some point in a game uh, Brian Harson's gone away from it a little bit not to the same level that uh, well, he hasn't gone to trick plays nearly as much as a guy like Chris Peterson did during his time at Boise State but they still use them to great effect but it causes a defense when they're game planning for you to consider okay what trick plays have these guys run what could they do against 
us? What do we see? And it causes them, as you heard Jeff Grimes say, to prepare a little more heavily for stuff like that. And I think it's just an advantage for BYU. And it's good to hear from Jeff Grimes and Aaron Roderick saying, hey, we like what we're doing here, and here's hoping it continues. BYU can win this game against Idaho State with anybody at quarterback, honestly. They could start J.J. and Wigway, as Ty Detmer once upon a time famously said was going to be the starting quarterback for BYU and win this game, in my opinion. But I think it's the perfect opportunity to get multiple guys reps against a team that's overmatched, but also get them those live game reps that are so hard to come by in college football. So there you go. Thanks to Jeff Grimes and Aaron Roderick for joining us here on the podcast. Also, big thanks to Jake Toulson as well as Evan Troy earlier. A shout out to Sean Walker from KSL.com, good friend of the pod, for joining us and helping me out with that audio. Interesting to hear from them as well. All right, coming up here in a moment, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, BYU baseball, and BYU soccer signing recruits in the opening window of the recruiting period or the signing period for those programs. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys, Deseret First Credit Union is the title sponsor of Locked On Cougars. You heard me talk about this extensively if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time if you're new well welcome on in Deseret First Credit Union is celebrating the unique passions and goals of their members. They're asking everybody right now, what is your why? They're also asking you, why don't you consider refinancing to put some money back into your pocket to fund that passion project and get your why going? Refinancing doesn't have to be hard, and Deseret First Credit Union has the right loans for your financial situation. Whether you're a first-time home buyer just starting out, you're trying to buy your dream home, or you're trying to get investment properties, regardless of where you're at in your life, what you're trying to do financially, DFCU is here here to help you guys find the right loan for your financial situation. Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything. They have no cost refinancing right now from Deseret First Credit Union. They could get, save you up to hundreds of dollars a month, guys. Think about that. Hundreds of dollars potentially right back into your pocket. Check it out. The DFCU Mortgage Team will work with you. Give them a call, 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why we show how. Membership and eligibility required. OAC, terms and conditions apply. Equal housing lender. All right, guys, as we close out today's edition of the podcast, wanted to run down everything else in BYU sports you need to know today. Let's start off with the schedule tonight. BYU women's basketball hosts their home opener against Texas A&M Kingsville. That's at the Marriott Center at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. There'll be a live stream of the game on the BYU TV app if you want to watch that, or you can go out to the Marriott Center and watch the Lady Cougars in action. Uh, Coming up tomorrow, the NCAA Mountain Region Championships take place for both men's and women's cross-country programs. That'll be at the Rose Park Golf Course here in Salt Lake City. That'll be early tomorrow morning before probably this podcast. Most of you will have heard it, so I wanted to mention that. So that's kind of your schedule over the next couple of days. We'll have a full weekend schedule for you on tomorrow's podcast. Now, let's run down everything else in BYU sports. Five players for the women's soccer program signed with the number four ranked Cougars yesterday. They signed uh, They signed the, four, the five players to replace seven outgoing seniors. 
So you're replacing seven with five. I think there are a couple players coming back off of missions as well. But let's run down the players who signed with the Cougars. Let's start off with Haven Empey. She is the younger sister of BYU starting center James Empey. The Empey family, just great athletes all the way around. Mike Empey, a former BYU football assistant coach, has got a lot of athletes in his family. And Haven Empey is the latest. She's a goalkeeper from American Fork High School. Congratulations to her. Paula Garcia signed with BYU from Mapleton, Utah. She's a midfielder. Brooke Hale, a defender from Danville, California, signed with the Cougars. She's the lone non-Utah in this recruiting class for BYU women's soccer. Abby Cotter signed as a forward out of Providence, Utah. And Tara Warner from Springville, Utah, rounds out BYU's signing class with the women's soccer program. Obviously, the signing period is still open. We'll keep you updated with any other players signed with the BYU women's soccer program. But congratulations to all five players on signing with one of the more elite programs on BYU's campus. Now, BYU baseball also signing a number of players yesterday. We'll run down those names real quick. Their recruiting class is not done yet. That'll continue to filter in over the coming days and weeks. But let's run down the names that have signed so far. Luke Sterner signed with BYU, a pitcher. Bittner Workman, a great name there, Bittner. Bittner Workman signing with the BYU Cougars. Tristan Plunkett. Uh, signing with the Cougars as well. And then also uh, two other players, Gavin Glasgow, Cooper Vest, and Cole Gamble have signed with the Cougars so far in this recruiting period. We'll keep you updated with all of the other recruits that sign with Mike Littlewood's team. I think this is a very underrated program right now. They do need to make the NCAA tournament at some point. Uh, Mike Littlewood obviously upset that they got left out a year ago. We'll see if they're able to get back into the mix this year. I would expect that they have aspirations of doing so in the West Coast Conference, but the recruiting class starting to take shape for BYU baseball and obviously off to a good start with those six players that have signed with BYU so far. All right, so that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. We will be back tomorrow with more of a preview slash review edition as we get you ready for Idaho State and football, Houston and basketball, and obviously catch you up on everything else that happens in BYU sports overnight. Best of luck to the women's basketball team in action tonight. And of course, we'll have a full weekend preview for you guys as we get ready for the games over this coming weekend. Thanks again for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. Please follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. You can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. Love to hear from you guys as well. If you want to drop us a note via email, by emailing us LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Please subscribe to the podcast on whichever podcast provider you choose to use, and also give us a favorable rating and review. The star reviews are worth their weight in podcast gold, and thank you in advance for taking a moment to give us those reviews. We'll catch you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Cougars for November 14th, 2019.